0: I'm your other co-host, Robert, and this is Reenacted: An Unsolved Mysteries Podcast.
1: Except <laughs> this is a uh, rumpers only. This is a special treat. Yes. Episode for the Patreons that we're doing. Uh, so we have decided today, um, based inspired by the book that uh, our our dear dear friend of the podcast Alyssa sent to Robbie Mm -hmm. um which uh Robbie what's the name of that book
0: Monsters Among Us by Linda S. Godfrey
1: and um Robbie has the actual physical copy of the book I was able to read some excerpts online of the book and it really seemed like a good jumping off point to continue uh a discussion about cryptids that we started in the last rumpers only episode but also this one has a specific theme Uh so we're going to talk about all the weird shit that's underneath los angeles
0: there's a lot of weird shit underneath los angeles is that your own personal experience
1: um i have only been in the subway system and yes that can be weird at times but i'd say that's pretty like pretty vanilla experience it's just people people trying to get to work Fra- and stuff
0: frankly to me the idea that los angeles has a subway system is just weird
1: <laughs> i know it's like they don't tell you until you move here and they're like oh yeah we have a subway i guess
0: i guess the i guess the movie predator 2 wasn't so full of it as i thought
1: um you know i just watched uh speaking of
0: <laughs> okay
1: i just watched uh there's uh what's the movie is it demolition man
0: uh with uh stallone and snipes
1: yeah yeah they have they have a big shootout in the museum of the 20th century or something like that
0: that's right
1: is that what it's called and there's uh there's a uh a, a, a like glass floor area where you can look down into subterranean los angeles like the city that used to exist
0: yes yes
1: um which is also a feature of the Universal Studios tour.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, there's like part of the Universal Studios studio tour. It's a ride, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, is they take you through this area that's they use for movies, which I sure I'm sure they use for demolition man, but it's basically they can replicate like a disaster happening in a subway station. So it's like a generic ah. subway and they can have it flood or they can have things catch fire. Oh. Um, this part where like a train comes in too fast and like goes off the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. But anyway, yes. So I think that's probably most of our conception. Of underground Los Angeles, Angeles.
0: Angeles, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Between Predator Two and Demolition Man, uh, I actually would say you're shockingly, inadvertently, right on the bullseye when it comes to describing my conceptualization of what's underneath LA. (laughs)
1: Um, that's well, it's totally my conception too, and it was until I moved here. And I, and, and when I say subway as well, I'm basically only talking about to. Or three lines of the metro Uh so most of what we have is above ground light rail Uh um but there are some like the red line which you can take from the valley to downtown is completely underground so um all that said there are these very intriguing features that you now once you see them Uh in la you cannot stop seeing them Uh There are these, what I would call, staircases to nowhere.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, there's some There's some by my work. So you'll see either um, it'll be by, like, a main thoroughfare or it'll be by the freeway or something. And what it is, it's a little pedestrian. And, and they're all gated off, too, now. They've all been covered um, in, uh, what is it? wire fencing and they often have gates so they're not open you can't go into them yeah but some of them you can and they're basically staircases that run along a side of a road giving you the idea that there's a safe pedestrian walkway underneath the road or the freeway overpass or whatever okay but in most cases they're just staircases to nowhere (laughs)
0: well <laughs> like do they just descend and there's a wall or, or something or? yeah yeah hi um does this seem weird
1: some of them <laughs> appear to have they're not a staircase nowhere but they're again they're completely gated off so whatever their original intent was i don't know um but there's a lot of them so there's a lot of just these staircases you'll see them sometimes on the side of like steep hills too Um, there'll just be a staircase without any structure at the beginning or end of it to indicate what the staircase was between. So maybe there was something there before, but, like, it's not there now.
0: Strange.
1: Right? So, I mean, if you, Robbie, if you ever come visit again, you'll, I'll point some of these out, you'll see these staircases to nowhere. I just assumed they'd lead you down into, like, murder tunnels, but, um... Given what we're going to talk about today, I'm starting to wonder if maybe they have served a different purpose in the past or do so currently. Mm -hmm. And and that is what I call a segue to our main topic.
0: (laughs) That sounded like a segue. So, our main topic is talking about...
1: Uh, Yeah, underground L.A cryptids basically
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you wanted to lead off with a article you found concerning this subject
1: Yeah, i did R- robbie had you ever heard about the uh, la's lizard people have you ever heard this urban legend the
0: only lizard people i've heard about are the ones who control all of our major government and business institutions
1: oh for sure like hillary clinton <laughs> and who else was a lizard person
0: well everyone right
1: is it everyone?
0: Well, basically, if you cite it. If you talk with a lizard person conspiracy theorist, you can eventually get it to the point where the only people who aren't lizard people are you and the lizard conspiracy theorist. Because, you know, with, uh-huh. with conspiracy theorists, you just. Any new information you bring into the discussion just gets consumed by the conspiracy theory. Mm hmm. So. But, uh, yeah, 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 there's, uh, they're, they're all over the place or something, but I guess in Los Angeles, they're strictly underground.
1: Um, tem- yeah, well, I'll, tem- I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: so this is from a, a article I found in Los Angeles magazine. It's dated January 22nd, 2014. If you guys want to go read it, I'm going to read most of it to you. It's short. It's called the underground Catacombs of LA's lizard people. Um, and the byline is Elon Musk didn't invent the idea of drilling holes into Los Angeles. George Warren felt did it first. So the article is accompanied by a uh, map, <laughs> which I believe uh, that identifies the shafts that you could um, use to get to the underground. There's lots of markers for gold. There's like the word gold and then lots of arrows. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, it's a very complicated little map, and it was illustrated in 1933 Wait, by G. Warren Shue. When you
0: say gold, do you mean like buried treasure?
1: Yeah, I guess. It just <laughs> says gold, and then there's a bunch of arrows pointing pointing around the word. Uh,
0: in my mind, I had pictured like, I, I so it just says gold. It's not like a little drawing yeah. of a treasure chest?
1: No, <laughs> it just says gold. But there's little dro- there's like little things that say like key room. And uh, oh shit, I just just lost the article. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh there's like key room, tunnel, tunnels. Oh, the cement se- steps to sunset. Okay. Oh, that makes so much sense. That's one of those staircases that like I've seen is on Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Um, this might not be the same part of Sunset Boulevard, but anyway, uh, North Portal to Broadway Tunnel. Okay, I think it is. I think this is under downtown Los Angeles. North broadway yeah okay so this is a a a map of underground supposed catacombs with gold uh that there are some (laughs) stairs you can take from sunset which would explain the stairs that i've seen and then all the other various stairs to nowhere that i've also seen in downtown la so this is really starting to come together for me um so this map was illustrated in 1933 anyway here goes i'm going to read the article and then we'll talk about it okay uh, one of the more colorful, colorful, <laughs> take that again. One of the more <laughs> colorful urban legends of LA is that of the lizard people, an advanced race of humans who created an underground city here some five thousand years ago. According to the story, incalculable riches and gold tablets with the origins of human civilization carved into them were just waiting to be discovered by some savvy treasure hunter. This super race allegedly related to the Mayans, it's kind of racist to the Mayans, but okay, whatever, had purportedly (laughs) fled a catastrophic meteor meteor shower and created several such communities along the Pacific coast, including the one in our Deer Basin. The so-called lizard people were so intellectually and technologically advanced that they used mysterious chemicals to dig a network of some 285 tunnels, fully equipped with vast chambers, large enough to accommodate a thousand families who lived off of a store of food and water placed there by the tribe. This story, loosely drawn from a Hopi Indian myth by a tribesman called Chief Greenleaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's making sense now. Uh, was told to a geophysicist and mining engineer named George Warren Schufelt in 1933. As it turned out, Schufelt had invented what he called a radio X-ray machine, which he believed could, could detect underground tunnels. Add to that the promise of an ancient sheepskin map held by two other treasure seekers, and you have a tale that went viral by 1933 standards. Schufeld's quest for the lizard people's golden treasures was picked up and followed closely by the Los Angeles Times, and in turn the Associated Press, which spread Schufeld's search for the lost catacombs and their inhabitants all across America. The entire underground city, appropriately shaped like a lizard, reached from Elysian Park, the Lizard's Head, to today's Central Library at the tip of the tail. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Schufeld swore up and down that he had discovered the exact locations of 1,900 square feet of tunnels, rooms with 9,000 feet of floor space, space. and 16 places where gold was stored, all by using his radio x-ray machine. He created this map of the passages below the surface of Fort Moore Hill. After getting permission from the County Board of Supervisors, he began a dig up on North Hill Street overlooking Sunset, Spring and North Broadway, and that was watched like an engineering soap opera by folks in the grip of the depression. The wildly speculative newspaper reports insisted that the buried treasure was Spanish gold, gold planted in the colonial period and that the crew felt that they were ready to bring it out after 28 feet of shaft was sunk. The deal made by Shufelt and his small team of associates was a 50 50 split with the County, but the dig was plagued by challenges, dense boulders and plenty of mud after the shafts passed the water table Some experts claim the dig must reach 1,000 feet, and while Shufelt did accomplish 250 feet, he found no gold or tunnels. When winter turned to spring, the digging stopped. As the money dried up, the newspaper stories vanished, along with the radio x-ray. G. Warren, as he was called uh, in the days of the Great Lizard City Quest, stayed around Los Angeles and finally passed on in North Hollywood in November of 1957, leaving behind a great story in this memorable map. Um...
0: So Mine, this, yeah, the,
1: I just think it's cool that the map, like the tail ended in the central library, which has all, it's um, in an Egyptian style, the central library. So there's like a little pyramid on the, It's v- very much where you would expect there to be like uh, something mysterious.
0: I see. Below it.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like the library in Indiana Jones.
0: Right, right. No, exactly. X marks the spot. Mm-hmm. I what I can't get past is okay this lizard people civilization was extremely advanced mm-hmm. uh, and yet they made the same idiotic decision to, to build a city in the same place the idiots who founded Los Angeles did yeah correct. <laughs> in the middle of a giant waterless desert <laughs>
1: um, well we're not um, correct That's, we're not in a desert um, but we are in a Mediterranean climate. <laughs> I would I was leaning towards the, well, if they're so damn smart, why did they build it on one of the most, like, an underground city, one of the most earthquake prone areas? The <laughs> yeah, wow, there's a lot of fault lines that run through here. So what do you, I mean, what do you make of all, all of that? I just think it's kind of insane that like, in some foolhardy quest for, tra- I mean, people had to like have some sense of hope i'm sure during the depression
0: well but... yeah I, I imagine it worked out pretty good for uh, the guy who owned the heavy equipment they were renting out just like <laughs> just, just like in the our our treasure hunting in what was it virginia uh, uh
1: yeah or it was like north carolina or something yeah, yeah. where the guy with that had the backhoe in town was like hey <laughs> you know if they want
0: to come cub... I'll, I'll dig holes in the ground as much as they want if they pay me yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, so, but okay. So the gold. <laughs> the gold is not related to the lizard civilization. That like somehow, Spanish conquistadors left the gold in the tunnel system. Thousands um, of well, years I th- later.
1: I think Chief Greenleaf. Yeah. In between. Smoking <laughs> on that pipe. <laughs> uh. He was insinuating that there was the lizard people related to the Mayans had left gold-plated tablets that explain the history. Oh, I th- okay. I think by the time this guy Shoefield was trying to drum up money to go do the digging, the story had changed to, to Spanish the gold.
0: Blooms. Yeah, that that was yeah that was a bit more of the um bit more of the rage at that time. Uh, right right. and he, he he didn't find it right so uh presu-
1: oh, he didn't find anything so
0: presumably yeah so, so so presumably a bunch of uh, kids are are have the chance to to collect that gold if they're going to go on an underground adventure <laughs>
1: well i mean what's intriguing to me about this is that there in fact there are all these sort of there's a big staircase on sunset that doesn't appear to go anywhere it's just carved into the side of the hill the, like what the fuck is that you
0: know is it it's it's carved into the ground or is it just like a cement staircase that was built at some point where they're planning on doing something and then they just never got around to it like all your
1: i think it's yeah i think it's probably the second one but there, yeah there's just a cement staircase nowhere but there are all there are all these like i said little staircases that disappear underground that are gated off that
0: the, the human authorities had to make them uh, as um, uh, in, in deference to their lizard overlords in the, in the tunnel system below to accommodate yeah. them in various regards.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, there's something going on down there, or at least there was something going on down there and whether it comes down to just unfinished pedestrian tunnels or, well, I think I think the next story is going to like illuminate a little bit more what's going on I, in under, underground Los Angeles.
0: Oh, you you want me to read uh we, we, you want us to go to the book part. Uh, I, I yeah, we'll we'll do that. I just I just wanted to like yeah. sp- do do some more speculation on all this
1: yeah, please do. weird
0: shit that's in Los Angeles that doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. Yeah. Um I'm willing to speculate that like, so, as you know, uh, I've spent a few summers working for Mason Valley Mosquito Abatement District. That's right. One, one task I had to do every either 30 or 60 days, depending on the tablets I was doing, was to go to all the storm drains south of a particular street in Nearington and throw a tablet in there so that if any water got in the storm drain... Uh, it wouldn't become a breeding ground for mosquitoes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my boss pointed out to me because it was kind of interesting like you you you, you got an idea of when if, if you knew which, what particular periods of time certain neighborhoods in Errington were built because there mm-hmm. were different types of storm drains installed. Mm-hmm. And then hmm. yeah, and then my boss, My boss added the additional layer on that of you also knew how corrupt at any particular point the local government was because some of the neighborhoods don't have storm drains. (laughs) They are basically just, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever built it in there just basically got to do it without having to put in any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes for this very inconsistent and, and, you know nonsensical system of you know a, a town with storm drains here or there but not here or there mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah i mean i i mean on a very many level i understand that my neighborhood as well like the street that i live on doesn't have a sidewalk
0: ah. and
1: if you go up the the thoroughfare that goes through the neighborhood doesn't have a sidewalk until you get to a certain block yeah And basically what that indicates is that there's just different time periods, you know, like you said, that the neighborhoods were built in.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, you can tell based on where the placement of uh, the house garage is. Yeah. The age of the home. So I live in a home where the garage is a separate building and it's set back from the street. You would have to, like, open our fence and drive down the driveway and it's behind the house Uh. whereas the neighborhoods that have the sidewalks also have garages that are attached in the front of their homes
0: yes yes
1: so anyway um all this to say i think most city governments uh were probably run by corrupt
0: lunatics uh,
1: (laughs) up until the 1970s or 80s who may
0: or may not have been in service to lizard people that's
1: right (laughs) Uh, why the hell don't we have sidewalks I don't know where did the staircases go Robbie <laughs> uh,
0: the lizard people have a giant chart in their underground caver- uh, headquarters yeah. where it's just like in stereotypical cartoon fashion it's just a big board on a, a, a tripod stand mm-hmm. and it just has a picture of a sidewalk with a red circle and a line through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Do you think do you think lizard people would be would be for against sidewalks?
0: Mm. Oh gosh, well, that, I don't. I guess my zoological knowledge is probably not that great. Do you, do you have a instinctively? Do you have a strong feeling on that one way or another?
1: Well, typically I... sidewalks are built raised up, and they have um, storm drains in them. Yeah. And when you don't have sidewalks in a neighborhood, you don't have storm drains usually Hmm. so i I would say lizard people if they're subterranean probably would like more access points and therefore would like more storm drains so they're probably pro sidewalk that's what i would think
0: that's that makes a great degree of sense i i yeah i can't i i i buy that so (laughs) do you want to talk about other strange things coming out of from below <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: so this is uh this is the a story that we pulled from uh the book eliciscent like i mentioned and i want to set it up a little bit before we get into the part where you're just describing the actual phenomenon that was witnessed uh-huh. which is this was in the 1980s yeah that this happened uh
0: let me look at the little thing here the back where it's talking about the, the stuff Um, yeah 1985
1: okay so this is like somewhat recent history yeah Um, this is actually going to take place in Torrance California which is not part of the city of Los Angeles but it is Los Angeles County mm. so um, so what we're suggesting here is perhaps perhaps the conspiracy ranges far beyond the city limits yeah um so there was a uh young woman um w- and and, the, and we're saying that because her name is not given because she doesn't want to sound like a crazy person
0: I, I guess uh i maybe this is where you not having access to let's see or do i have um
1: i think she has a pseudonym that she gives oh
0: J- jennifer honest. or something right yeah, yeah. okay um
1: so Jen so so sunny day after sunny afternoon, nineteen eighty five, uh, Torrance, California. A a mother brings her two children to the laundromat to get some laundry done. Um they just got their first nerf ball, the kids did. They so like really dating <laughs> this situation. Uh so so then, you know, they're helping their mom put the laundry in, yada, yada, yada. They decide to go outside and play the Nerf ball in the parking lot. Um, uh, mom said no. Brother went looking around for a safer spot to play, and he came back quickly. He said that they were going to go right behind the laundry mat, and that it was an apartment-type complex with a long driveway where, where we would be safe from cars. I think that's a pretty typical Southern California setup. Okay. Is that there's, like, you know, a long development and then there's an alley. So I'm trying to set the set the uh, set it up. So there would be like two buildings on each side of this long driveway and then there would be carports facing the driveway with you know different stalls for cars. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what they describe in this. So it's this a pretty pretty typical apartment setup. Um, so they go back to the laundromat. They're throwing the ball around. Um, They're getting pretty loud and rambunctious. Uh um, so, after about 30 minutes, the brother throws it super high, and the, the sister couldn't go get it, and so she had to go all the way down to the last carport wall, and, and in these carports, there's little um, upper storage compartments.
0: Uh, so just picture that what, 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 what like a, a sort of some shelving up above where the car would be that you could just like yeah
1: like you would I had one in my last apartment where there was just like some at the on the wall so you park your car in facing it but on the wall uh at the back of the carport there's like cabinets and stuff okay yeah for extras for you know you put your camping whatever yeah stuff I, I get it Um. okay So, she's running down to get the ball at the end of the carport, and she is physically between the space, the empty carport, and the storage units in the carport. And then something happens.
0: Yes. Wait, is that where I pick up?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, basically, a dude pops. There's a large metal rectangular door, and a dude pops up from underneath it, and he's physically between uh, her escape and the wall of the carport. Yeah. And so she can't get past him to get out of the carport, is the situation.
0: Yes. And so um, he, like, he confronts her, like, what are you doing? Uh, and you know why are you here? And he's like, "Are you playing?" And she meekly says, "Yes." And here uh, to, to get to about uh, she goes into sort of some descriptions of, of him. It's not very helpful. It's like he looks like a, a, he looked like a European or Italian man. Uh, yeah, with...
1: She's, I get the impression, if I recall, that he was like well-dressed. He had like, a silk vest on or he something. He was rather
0: handsome. Had dark yeah. brown eyes. His skin was pale, but not too pale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked similar to a Dracula vampire. Uh, <laughs> which is <laughs> an interesting comparison to make, considering where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jennifer continued to stare at the man in horror... She also had a very close look at the tunnel around him. I could see a little bit of the side of him, and it looked like there were stone stairs leading to the bottom, but they didn't go all the way to the top. At the bottom, I could see a very small lantern-type light, and the rest was pitch black. After a while, the man seemed agitated with me for not wanting to listen to him. He then started to say, "'Oh, no!' Not now. Not right now. (laughs) Loudly. I was getting even more frightened because I didn't understand what he was talking about or who who he was telling this to.
1: This is taking a (laughs) (laughs) turn.
0: All of a sudden, he didn't look too good. He was sweating pretty bad. His skin was looking weird. He looked as if he was in tremendous pain. His... The veins, his veins in his neck and forehead were protruding out like thicker. He was looking at me and kept telling me that to not be afraid and he won't hurt me. Now I was starting to shake and clenching the Nerf ball in my hands. He was pretty much the whole time holding his arms out to grab me. So I didn't want to pass by him. He started to scream in a deep pitched voice Because of the changes that were happening to him in his body, he looked at me. Can
1: I pause this for a second? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. He's European. He's well-dressed. And he's trying to snatch a kid. Was this Prince Andrew?
0: (laughs) Oh! Ah, you went there.
1: I did. Please continue. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He looked at me, and I seen his eyes change from dark brown to yellow in an instant. I saw his jawbone and or bones underneath his skin changing form. I could hear bones snapping, breaking. I could see his face changing into a creature little by little. That's when my brother yelled to him from the side, What's happening? What's going on? The man beast lifted the door a tad bit more and turned towards my brother and growled at him with so much anger. My brother yelled out, Leave my sister alone and ran to get help at the and ran to get help at the laundromat. (laughs) The beast turned back towards me, toward me. He was now almost turned into a dog type creature. I seen hair growing at a high rate of speed out of his body everywhere and his teeth growing bigger as well. His gums were bleeding because the teeth were getting bigger. My brother yeah. my brother ran back with no one else by his side. And I knew at that moment I needed to try to get away from this beast before he changed completely. He was staring at me while I was, while he was changing and getting worse looking by the minute. And all of that time after he was no longer a man, he was telepathically communicating with me talking to me through his eyes. He was telling me that he was going to get me, that he was going to eat me if I didn't listen to him and go with him right now. My brother started yelling at him some more. This beast's arms were starting to change, and he turned towards my brother and began growling at him. But now it was really deep and had much more bass to it, with an echo, probably from being near the carport, As soon as he turned towards my brother, I seen my brother motion with his hands for me to come towards him. Right away, I made a run for my life towards my brother. The beast grabbed my ankle tightly, but I managed to slip away from his fingers that were turning into longer, much more strong nails or paws of some sort. Also, his arms started burning and smoking in a way. Because when it, where he was grabbing me, his skin was hitting the light so that he couldn't hold on to me for long. I grabbed the side of the carport wall for support and, and probably left gashes in it. I ran to my brother and never looked back because I was afraid he was going to completely turn into this wolf-slash-dog-slash-doberman-type creature and bite me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, the I, don't know, I guess the rest of it's just her recounting, going back to meet up with her mom and trying to convince people afterwards and so forth.
1: Yeah, if I recall reading this, is that her brother and her have like never spoken about it. Okay. Um, if I recall that, but she has told her husband, yes, you know, as an adult, about what happened, and they've they sent like uh, the author of this book sent it like a PI mm-hmm. down to the area where she said where the woman she had interviewed said it all happened. And I guess there isn't a carport or anything there per se. There's been some remodeling done to the complex, so that space isn't open okay. anymore, I guess. But they didn't find any sort of door, I, I guess. Hmm. So, But everything else was there. It was like the laundromat was, as she recalled it, laundromat was there. It was set up there was an apartment complex at the intersection. It just was, had been remodeled in a way. Yeah. So.
0: Well, do you think that was at the behest of the lizard men, or mm. well, now they got this, uh, this, this wolf guy, this, this sort of photosensitive werewolf guy. Yeah, photosensitive
1: werewolf <laughs> is like. I feel like we're kind of mixing up like vampire <laughs> lore with werewolf lore.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that, is that a thing about werewolves? Is that they're sensitive to daylight as well? I've
0: never heard of such a thing. Um, I mean, well, and that's the thing. Like, don't they change because of the moon? Well, I guess the moon does come out during the day, because it's not, it's...
1: Mm-hmm. Gonna... Well, the moon's always there, friend. What? The moon. It's always in the sky. You just don't see it.
0: But i mean doesn't it rotate around the...
1: yeah it does but i'm just saying it's in the, always in the sky somewhere
0: oh yeah but the... <laughs> so so's the sun i mean
1: <laughs> but that's why it's stupid it's my point <laughs> like, if there were werewolves like then there would be werewolves like all the time somewhere
0: yeah well it has to be a full moon is that it yeah you've have you never heard of
1: that before I don't. I don't. No, I feel like that's right. I just like yeah. werewolves aren't my thing.
0: Well, that I mean that's fair. I mean, I, I they're not really my thing either. But yeah, yeah, it's it's, um, it's in almost all werewolf media I've ever seen. It's you know once if it's reached the full moon, that's uh, so there's like two there's like one or two or three nights where someone's susceptible to becoming a werewolf.
1: Um, it also sounds like what she described, it sounds shot for shot exactly the same thing as an American werewolf in uh, London. <laughs> that scene where the guy transforms. Yeah. Our... It sounds exactly like that. When,
0: was, when did Amer- an American werewolf in London come out?
1: Uh... In the 80s. Yeah. I... Do you think it's... I'll you i give you an exact year. I'm going to look it up right yeah. now. I mean, let's add it up. Let's let's do the timeline on when she probably saw this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> American
1: Werewolf in London had come out in 1981.
0: Okay. So she definitely like th-
1: definitely could have seen that movie. movie in her childhood.
0: And basically
1: before this incident.
0: Basically she like there's there's a couple of things here that probably got conflated at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, she, she saw American werewolf in London, which is where she saw all the, 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 uh, where she's getting all the werewolf transformation stuff from, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe possibly when she was out playing with her brother, she had a scary stranger encounter, or at least.
1: Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah.
0: And the two just conflated into her mind.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying she's like crazy or making things up it's just like
0: when you're a little kid you misremember yeah. stuff
1: yeah well every time you have a memory you're just remembering the last time you remembered it oh so it's shit. like a photocopy
0: oh shit were you the one who told me that
1: i must have been i think about it all
0: the time <laughs> <laughs> when when, when when you okay. uh, yeah when when you say you are you cha- in changing right now what's going on? <laughs> well, I mean if if you talk about just sort of a slightly pastier version of the same person, yeah, you could count that hmm. as a transformation. Now, so are you when you say that you think about that all the time? You're literally
1: mm-hmm. okay. Well, every time you remember something. Yeah, you're just remembering the last time you remembered it. So what I'm saying is, it's like making a photocopy of a photocopy. Some of the details fall away. Yeah. Human memory is not great.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> just isn't. As as so many wrongfully convicted people and then the unsolved mysteries we've come across so far can attest to.
1: <laughs> right, right, and the other thing I want to say is, it's like. You know, you can have a situation where um, we all. What is it called? The Mandela Effect? <laughs> is that it? Where,
0: where, um, pe- where people have to, like, say that the universe has changed to excuse the fact that they can't remember that sh- the difference between Shaquille O'Neal and Sinbad.
1: Right. Yeah. But, that Sinbad was in a movie in the 1980s called um,
0: Shazam! Shazam. Uh, or or no, Kazam or something. Yeah,
1: Which was the one? Shaq was in. Shaq was in Shazam, right?
0: K- Kazam, I think it was called. No, maybe. Kazam. Okay.
1: Well, this is my this is my point entirely.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: we have a we, has, we have a collective in the United States, specifically to people born at a certain time, a collective false memory of this movie with Sinbad being a genie.
0: It's it's extraordinary to me. Like I had never even. I had like until people started telling me about this. I had never even heard of such a thing. I mean, I knew that Shaq had played a genie because mm-hmm. you know him being a master thespian, he was he, yeah, yeah, He was in, he was in three great films in the nineties. He was in he was in, he played a genie in the one he was in. Okay,
1: it was called Kazam.
0: Kazam. Okay, yeah, right. He was uh, he played he was in the movie Steel, and then, of course, he played a basically just a fictionalized version of himself in the movie Blue Chips, starring Nick Nolte. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: the, so so the so the movie that yeah, and this is what I'm saying it's an it's an example of the Mandela effect that we all remember that Sinbad was in a movie called playing a genie called shazam in the 90s like this is how i remember seeing bhs copies of shazam with sinbad and some shiny pants what on the front of it
0: wait 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 you you were saying that you you really yes Really?
1: Yes. Yeah. And then, like, later on, like, I mean, it's not like a movie I watched or had any memory of. I just remember seeing that it existed. And then later on, the the entire Internet's like, hey, that was a thing, right? And then everybody's like, no, there's no record of that ever happening. (laughs) And then I'm like, but I remember, but why do I remember having not discussed it with anyone? Huh. Why do I have this memory of being in a video store and seeing this, like, VHS copy? It's because it's... Because you're just making those photocopies
0: right, over and over of Z- Z- memories, and especially Z- if it's something so Z- insignificant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This- you're not going to remember it correctly. So I'm just saying I give this woman the benefit of the doubt with the werewolf story. I don't think she's lying. I don't think she's making things up. I think she just has a bunch of photocopies that <laughs> got collated a little bit off.
0: Like, like yeah, in addition to, to, to copying the same thing over and over again, she pushed some buttons on the control panel and merged mm-hmm. two things together. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Totally. I mean, does that seem reasonable to you? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, to- very much so. Um. um
1: Robbie, listen, do you have any other stories about underground Los Angeles you care to share?
0: Me personally? No. Yeah. Uh... I guess when we... when I come down there next, we're gonna have yeah. to go to City Hall to try to, like, figure out what all those stair <laughs> staircases to nowhere yeah. are for.
1: Well, I bet a, a good Google search could probably give me an answer to that, too. I've just never bothered to look it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um... Robbie, should we say thank you to our wonderful Patreon supporters, the people that give us a reason to live and keep doing this podcast?
0: Let me tell you, half the time they're basically they're basically what keeps me going.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so who are, who we got now, Nicole, Alyssa, um, Jen. Jen. Jen? and others
0: (laughs) you know you're 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 you're, i i think you're only obligated to give one shout out per uh Uh patriot was that was that your concern when you didn't want to do shout outs that you're afraid you're gonna have to list 100 names uh, of the same people yeah
1: i really thought this was going to get out of control so um It hasn't
0: <laughs> yet.
1: It's still manageable, thankfully, that we can individually shout out our uh, our ongoing supporters, and we thank you so much. You guys are awesome, and I hope that you're listening to these things that we're making too. Um, I'll I'll send a note out to everyone when this one's ready to go for you to listen to. Oh, anyway, Robbie. Yeah. Oh, uh, we-
0: I have to I have to mail you mm-hmm. uh, something. There's going to be something that requires your signature in addition to mine. So,
1: <laughs> is it like a <laughs> Is it our last will and testament? <laughs> uh,
0: te- yeah, the technically uh, reenacted has its own trust, and so when
1: yeah, it does
0: both you and I are dead, it will be its own legal entity.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's like it'll be. We'll do a, like a after we sign that thing that we'll do like a Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory contest. <laughs> <between> <laughs> the next owner of reenacted. <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry. I just, I had this image of, like, you and I both dressed as Gene Wilder. And uh-huh. then, you know, just the, the, all the, the you know, just a bunch of, you know, the, the patron fans, you know, as the kids. And, uh-huh. yeah.
1: Oh, I guess in the way that I thought about it, it is the Chocolate Factory and the patrons and the fans. But we're not dressed as Gene Wilder. We're dressed as, uh... Um, Floyd and Harry from Dumb and Dumber in those tuxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that's probably more fitting for for us as attire.
1: <laughs> do, do, uh, should we Should we wrap it up? How do we usually end these special episodes? We don't say unsolved mystery stuff. What do we do? Uh, Just thanks and later. <laughs> I don't know what do we do? I don't
0: remember. I don't remember either. Uh I well I remember enough to know that Simbad didn't play no genie. Well, well. <laughs> uh, I'm ter- I'm
1: not saying that he did and I'm not saying that I'm <laughs> saying there was a parallel universe where that definitely happened and i may have slipped into it as a child. Uh at any rate, um Robbie. They,
0: they, thank you for listening and uh we'll get another one of these out pretty soon.
1: Yes and we love you I, I love you I, is this awkward now yeah should I stop okay bye everyone bye
0: that sums it up for me